0: Brandon Rush became paralyzed at the age of 14 as a result of a biking accident. He was introduced to the sport of wheelchair basketball during his rehab and hasn't looked back since. Not only did Brandon play throughout high school, but also played the sport at the collegiate level and beyond. Today, he is still active with the same Charlottesville Cardinals team, but also coaches the team at Sportable, a movie night member organization based in Richmond, Virginia. Brandon, I thought we would just start with um, talking about... Uh, your bike accident at age 14 years old. Can you can you walk us through that day and that time?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a typical July summer. Um, me and one of my cousins and a friend of mine were riding bicycles uh, through a trail in the woods. Um, and I blacked out, not too sure what the cause of that might've been. Um, but when I woke up, I was face down in the dirt. Um, I tried to get up and my legs wouldn't move. So, you know, I was pretty in tune with the physical body. So I kind of assumed that I was paralyzed right then and there. So it kind of was a pretty early time for me to kind of accept the fact that this is what it is right now. And um, you know, I was pretty much knew that it was going to be a different road that I was about to take. So
0: so obviously just a normal day for a normal kid, right? Just riding bikes, having a good time. Uh and still to this day you don't know why you don't know what the medical reason or why you blacked out.
1: Um, not too sure why i know um all I, the two people that i were that were with me were in front um so they kind of turned around and looked for me and i wasn't there so they came back and looked for me and they found me laying there in the path um so nobody really saw what happened so every once in a while i try to make up a little story say maybe a bear might have hit me when i was riding through or sasquatch or whatever it may be so you know it kind of leaves open for interpretation so
0: I, I I do I do believe in the Sasquatch, so maybe that that is the reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so at 14, why how are you that aware of you know that that you might be uh, paralyzed? You know, just why you're why you're there on the ground.
1: Well, growing up and coming through elementary school and middle school, um, it was the summer before I went to high school. Um, and luckily I've had, uh, very great, uh, gym teachers and health, physical ed teachers, um, that, you know, taught us a lot about the human body and about different sports and things like that. Um, so, you know, even though it was something kind of brand new to me, I kind of knew that my neck, my legs were numb and, you know, that goes along with paralysis. So, you know, I just kind of, um, kind of assumed that's what it was. You know, kind of decided that I wasn't going to cry too much about it. When I saw my mom, um, she came running down the path and she was tore up, of course, to see her baby laying there in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, seeing her as upset as she was, and that was the first time I'd ever seen her that upset. Um, I didn't want that to be a trend and I didn't want that to continue at all. So I decided to try to take a positive attitude and try to work as hard as I could just to try to make it as easy on her as possible. So.
0: Yeah. And obviously, besides being active and riding bikes and uh, and being an active kid, were you actively playing any other any sports at that time?
1: Um, other than playing basketball in the front yard with my older brother and, you know, going to the, the park and playing with cousins and things like that. Um, no, I never really played too much um, organized sport at all mm-hmm. until I started playing wheelchair basketball. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I tell people that all the time, and they look at me and say, really? I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> um, adaptive sports, it turned me into an athlete, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, and how, how were you introduced to, to wheelchair basketball?
1: Um, I was doing rehab at the children's hospital. It was called KCRC, the Kluge's Children Rehabilitation Center, back in 1997, many, many, many years ago. Um, And the Charlottesville Cardinals wheelchair basketball team came in and did a demonstration um, for the hospital and gave everybody an opportunity to play wheelchair basketball and um, experience it. And I got pushed down to the gym and I had all my braces and all that. And. I picked up a basketball and I shot it and barely hit the net. And then everybody else that were playing during the time were pushing circles around me and making shots from halfway across the court and things like that. So I made it a goal for me to want to play wheelchair basketball as soon as possible. Um, So I worked pretty hard while I was in the hospital and it opened my eyes to adaptive sports.
0: So you weren't discouraged when you saw everyone else running circles around you and being able to throw the ball and and stuff like that. Because I know sometimes that can be an intimidating experience for someone that's just either new to pushing a wheelchair or new to playing an adaptive sport. So that didn't discourage you at all.
1: Yeah, even though I've had a, a lack of participation in organized sports, I've always been a competitor. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I never liked getting beat by my older brother in the the front yard playing basketball or my cousins or anybody else. You know, when I see someone else, you know, that is in a wheelchair that early on in my life and they kind of, you know, beat up on me a little bit, it lights the fire under me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it made me want to strive to be as good as that person is. Um, and it gave me kind of a measuring stick as to where I want to be and where I can be. Um, so, you know, it, it was awesome that I was lucky enough to have an opportunity that early in my disability to, you know, have my eyes open to something like that.
0: I was going to say, how, how early? Did, did you just go out and join the program right away?
1: Um, well, I had my accident in July. Um, and then I got out and started my freshman year of high school in September um, they told me it would be about a year worth of rehab. Um, and I didn't want to hear that. So I definitely didn't want to be in the hospital that long. So I worked pretty hard when I was a little kid. And it got to the point where I was just kind of sitting around doing wheelies in the physical therapy room. And they're like, well, we don't know what else to teach you because we've taught you everything. So, so I got out and started my freshman year of high school relatively on time um, in September. And then by November, I started playing wheelchair basketball. Um, so it was a pretty quick turnaround, um, somewhat quicker than a lot of people that I've met or a lot of people that I know. Um, but it was just a goal of mine, um, something that I really, really wanted to do. Um, so I went for it. And luckily, I had a team in the community that I could use as an outlet. So that was a great thing
0: and what do you think you I know mean, obviously someone who hadn't played organized sports or team sports before what do you think it was why did why did you, why did uh, wheelchair basketball catch on to you
1: um like i said it was just the competitive edge um having an outlet to be able to push my chair as hard as i wanted to or push my chair as fast as i wanted to or to try to hold somebody else out on defense or you know, just trying to score more points than someone or keep someone else from scoring points, um, you know, it's just the opportunity to be able to talk trash, you know, to to be able to, to do the things that I did in the front yard, you know, in the parks and stuff like that with my friends and family. And to be able to do it at a competitive level nationally and play games that are really meaningful, that actually mean something, um, means a lot you know, not just to me, but to the disabled community.
0: And, and when you when you joined the program in 97, how long would that, was that program around? Had it been around even a lot longer than that, or was it relatively new at that time?
1: Um, Tom Vandiver actually started the program back in 1980. Um, so the wow. program had been around many years before I came around. Uh-huh. Um, he actually started at a um, recreation center in Charlottesville, him and um, Mildred Spicer were in a gym and it was filled with people playing basketball and there was a group of people with disabilities and they were kind of at one end of the floor doing whatever they were doing and tom says hey you want to play some basketball and they're like sure so that was the beginning of the talks for a wheelchair basketball team um and then the charlottesville cardinals was started and from the charlottesville cardinals they decided they needed a way to advocate for themselves also um, so the Center for Independent Living, the Independence Resource Center, uh, was started too um, by Tom and the same group of people um so they'd have a voice to advocate for themselves in the community.
0: Yeah, that's awesome to hear when an when a adaptive sports program or a team or program has been around that long. so that's that is that is great to hear. and I know Tom's still <laughs> still working
1: working hard. <laughs> still doing it, man. He's our fearless leader. He's um, He's done so much for the community. He's done so much for people with disabilities. He's been by far the biggest advocate for people with disabilities in central Virginia, hands down. Um, he's the answer man. He, he knows it all. And if he doesn't, he can figure it out. So,
0: let's, let's talk some trash. How are you? How are you? And how are you? How have you been as a player?
1: <laughs> well, I don't I don't talk too much trash. I like to let my game speak for itself. I love it when other people talk trash though, especially when I realize that's the only resource they have left. Um, you know, because it gets to a point where, you know, you're beating them to a point where they can't do anything else but try to get in your head and then you're like, oh, that's not working. So you just try to, you know, keep doing what you're doing physically. Um, but yeah, I like to let my game talk for 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 my uh for for me more so than talking trash but there are definitely times when i play against friends or old college friends and stuff like that where you know you say a couple extra words just because in the spirit of competition so
0: yeah and and how has how has wheelchair basketball led you in different directions i know you played at the collegiate
1: level right Mm -hmm. um yeah wheelchair basketball has afforded me everything that i have at this point really um like I said, I started playing when I was 14. Um, I'm currently still playing for the same team. I'm the head coach now. Um, it's been 26 years coming this July. Um, um, wheelchair basketball gave me the opportunity to go to college at Edinburgh, Edinburgh University in northern Pennsylvania, um, where I learned the bulk of you know the, the logistics behind wheelchair basketball, the x's and o's um from jim glatch the great jim glatch up there Mm -hmm. um a
0: great program yeah yep
1: Yep. he's um a real great guy and he's doing great things and has been for years up there um so you know i started playing you know wheelchair basketball in 97 Mm -hmm. um, went to high school and then i went to community college for a couple years so i could transfer to edinburgh and then and between the time of going to community college and leaving for Edinburgh, I worked at Circuit City, an uh, old store back in the day. Um, oh, I remember Circuit City. So I worked City. there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, man, one of my favorite places, I tell you. Um, so I worked there before I went to Edinburgh and then came back from Edinburgh and got another job in retail and worked at Toys R Us and then worked at Sears. And then after Sears, Tom was like, hey, you want a job working at the center? Um And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. Um, And the center is ran by people with disabilities, um, by people with disabilities. um, And we help people with disabilities. And we work with the community so people with disabilities can be as independent as they want to be. So. I went from just being a basketball player and just showing up and playing games to having an office and, you know, having the actual duties and things to do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it blossomed from just the game into an actual career for me. Um, and I've been working in adaptive sports and working in this field for 16, 17 years, maybe kind of stopped counting just, yeah at this point so
0: <laughs> time flies when you when it doesn't seem like a
1: job sometimes right <laughs> exactly they say find something you love to do you won't work anymore so there's so that, a couple of days it does seem like work but for the <laughs> most part it it's it's a lot of fun so
0: so that's when you started with the center was I think about 16 years ago yeah and like yeah. what is your what is your like roles or responsibilities there
1: i am a peer advocate um and I also help work with the uh, Part B funding here at the center. Um, we are a government-funded nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, so we receive money from the government, and there's you know certain things that we have to do with that money, um, and I'm part of helping make sure that so that stuff gets done. So, and then the more fun side and kind of the bigger side that I spend most of my time um, is the community um, advocacy portion of it. Um, We still have the wheelchair basketball team, as I said, and it still stems out of our Center for Independent Living here. And we use it as an advocacy tool um, out in the community um, so we can teach people about adaptive sports and about people with disabilities and um, give people the opportunity um, not only to see or play wheelchair basketball, but to share the same space with someone that has a disability. Um, And just to let people know that, you know, unfortunately things happen. I acquired my disability when I was 14. Um, the disability, disabled community, is the one community that anybody can join um, with open arms. Unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. you know, bad things happen, but we are an outlet that's out there for people to stay active, and there are many outlets like us. So we do our best to be out in the community to let people know that.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Brandon. I've said that a few times myself. In terms, of it is, it is a community that that some of us can involuntary or voluntarily join at any yeah. point in our life, you know, whether from birth or all the way up through. So I think it's a, an important point to, to remember. So I, so the Cardinals, um, I know, you know, for f- folks that are listening and they may not just understand that like the divisions in wheelchair basketball, where do the Cardinals play? And have you always played in that division? Or, or I know teams obviously move from time to time up or down. So maybe just uh, share a little bit about that for our listeners
1: well um i got 26 years under the belt so i've seen several uh, levels of play um through the cardinals um for the past few years um we've been as high as division one um in 2007 uh, we were playing division three uh, a division two and we actually finished third um so we were ranked third nationally um in that division and once you finish that high in the division they make you move up Mm-hmm. Um, so we moved up from division two to division one, and it was a very, very tough season after that. Um, the difference in competition is just leaps and bounds between division one and division two and even division three. Um, and the NWBA, which is the National Wheelchair Basketball Association, which is our governing body. Um, there's many different levels starting with the prep division, um, which is actually kids that play on a rim that is eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that division, everybody else plays on a 10-foot rim. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's prep, and then there's junior varsity, there's varsity. Um, I help coach a team, a junior team in Richmond called the Sportable Spokes. Um, And what we do is we try to help give these children um, the tools they need to hopefully work towards earning a scholarship when they graduate out of the program. Um, They're kids from kindergarten through senior year of high school. So, once they graduate their senior year, hopefully we've given them the tools to progress and go to college somewhere and continue their education and continue to be athletic by playing wheelchair basketball or some other adaptive sport mm-hmm. um, at a collegiate level. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many different levels. There's a, a women's division which is specifically for women, um, but division one, two and three is co- co-ed. Um, and then there's, like I said, the collegiate division. Um, we are currently in Division III. Um, We've been in Division Two for many years, um, but we lost a couple players, um, one being Jacob Tyree, uh-huh. uh, Class 1. Um, he, was a, he was a big part of our team, and um, he moved upwards and onwards to the NRH Punishers. Um, so it has been very um, exciting to see him blossom. And uh, move up to Division One from Division Two, um, but because he left, um, we have a big hole. Um, so we had to move down to Division Three. Um, so because we did, we're on a we were on a probationary year, which we finished this season. So next year we're looking forward to competing for a national championship in Division Three, and uh, hopefully uh, we have a pretty good shot. So, and I'm
0: glad you mentioned Sportable because I know that you do coach that team. So how long have you been coaching the? the sportable team?
1: Uh, I started volunteering in 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Um, One day Tom was um, contacted and they were like, Hey Tom, would you like to help coach these kids in Richmond? And Tom was like, sure. So naturally I went with Tom as, you know, as assistant coach. And then um, Cole Cinder actually ended up taking over after Tom and I stuck around and, I've been around ever since. So um, I think it was in 2016, we actually won a national championship. Um, So that was pretty cool. Um, A nice little feather and a little thing to put on my resume for the future. Um, But that team was led by young Ignacio Ortega who currently plays in uh, University of Alabama, the national collegiate champions. Um, So he actually led us to a championship that's yeah, sportable and he continued on to do great things and he's continuing to do it now so super proud of the young man he's doing big things that's, that's fantastic
0: so you make that you make that drive up uh, over 64 uh hour, an hour long drive each each way right
1: yes sir yes sir
0: and and some people need to you know don't realize that you know not adaptive sports you know, sometimes you do have to drive an hour or two hours to a practice or a program or or, a, or a, an event or a clinic. so it's like uh, you know we're hoping to change that, but yeah, but um I know that <laughs> yeah, uh, we're any, doing... any folks like you make that drive,
1: yeah, I mean, it's a labor of love. Um, it's a situation where I try to give back to the game that's given me so much. Mm. Um, you know, as I said, everything pretty much that I have at this point has been a result of wheelchair basketball in some way, shape, or form. Um, all the connections that I have, you know, all the friends and all the extended family that I have all over America and into Canada at this point, um, has all been because of wheelchair basketball. So, you know, I do my best to try to give back as much as I can when I can. So that hour drive isn't, isn't that bad.
0: <laughs> well, and like you said, it's one thing to be part of the team and be, develop that moderate between, you know, your teammates, but, but literally being able to travel the country meet people all over the country and even world. I mean, that's the exciting thing about adaptive Sports.
1: Definitely, it definitely has afforded me the opportunity to go all over America. Whereas before my accident, I'd never really been outside of Virginia really. Um, so, you know, it's like I said, it's given me a lot of opportunities. I've learned a lot, I've met a lot of people and I've been a lot of places. So now it's time for me to try to help the, the younger side of the sport and, Hopefully the future be a little bit brighter because I helped out one or two kids you know one way or the other way, whether it be they learned the game or a life lesson or whatever it may be so
0: right sports is not just a means but it's an ends right i mean you can it's both it's an ends and mean and and uh, even if you don't continue to play, it teaches so many life lessons, as you said, yeah, and a sportable was hosting the hosting the tournament twenty twenty four I just
1: learned yeah that's it's so exciting we're um a lot of talking's going around the buzz is definitely out there and uh we're starting to try to get some of the groundwork laid down to try to make it as successful as possible um one of the best things about it is we're not gonna i'm not gonna have to fly anywhere for nationals (laughs) next year um so you know that's um one good thing too um but yeah sportable is a heck of an organization um yearly they have a tournament and it's always a a great tournament so to have so many teams come and to have such a big venue and opportunity to do this is going to be a great showcase for the city of richmond and for sportable as an organization
0: organization awesome and where does uh i meant to ask you earlier where does the Charlottesville cardinals practice and play
1: um we practice at uh carver recreation um here in charlottesville near the downtown um area Um, We do a lot of our playing on the road, Um, so we do a lot of traveling to tournaments. Um, Most of the time, you will go somewhere like New Jersey or Philadelphia, and you would spend Friday through Sunday, and you would pay five to six games. Um, So that's where the bulk of your schedule would come, trying to get to three and four pretty important tournaments throughout the year to try to be seen and to play some important teams so you can get ranked properly as you go into nationals.
0: Yeah. And I know that you're always, as you, as you mentioned a big part of your life and and career has been trying to engage, you know, other, other individuals. How do you, what, how do you describe wheelchair basketball to maybe someone who you're talking to about the sport that's never played it? And, 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 and why would, why would someone want to play wheelchair basketball?
1: Wheelchair basketball is extremely competitive. That's the first thing I tell people. Um, A lot of times um, people, when they think of disability or people with disabilities, um, they think the absolute worst. Um, They think that either you can't do or you're not able to do or instead of thinking about what you can do. Um, So a lot of times I tell people that for the most part is a lot like stand up ball, um, but. It, it, once you hear them chairs bang against each other, that's when you realize the um, main difference between the two. Um, I like to say um, something I learned from Tom also is that you know after a while, if you are a basketball fan and you show up to watch wheelchair basketball, usually the first thing you see is the wheelchairs. But by the time halftime gets there, the wheelchairs start to fade away. And you start to just see basketball players, um, mm-hmm. and then you just start to enjoy the game and enjoy the ball going in the room and everything else that comes with the game of basketball. Um, so I just always tell people that you know if you're going to give it a try, just go into it with an open mind, um, and just know that you know nobody's good at anything the first time for the most part, and if you are, then maybe we should you know break your toe and get you in a chair so you can qualify to play wheelchair basketball. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just it's extremely fun sport. Uh, that's first and main thing that I try to get across to people. Um, and extremely competitive. So
0: And our podcast is called Redefining Disability. How do you redefine disability?
1: Um I don't really define disability. I more so define my ability. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like I have a long list of things that I can do. And I'd rather talk about the, that instead of the short list of things that I can't do. It gives me a lot more to talk about, so. <laughs>
0: Anything else you'd like to share?
1: No, I, well, look, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Um, it was a pleasure meeting you not too long ago. Um, y'all are doing great things for the disabled community and thank you very much for everything y'all do.